it's Tuesday the 25th of September, it's 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm thinking of you or I've grown to love these, what I call the Hummingbird Chronicles. Um, It's one of those times in the day where I get to do one of my favourite things and that's look through my treasure chest of stories and then my precious gems and jewels of truth, the curious happenings that happen to me that people call synchronicities and I treasure them and I keep them, I write them all down, I've got so many journals and I woke up this morning wanting to talk to you and just to share with you one really precious story that speaks to me of the reality of destiny that we're drawn now everybody's going to have a different belief about this and that's fine it's like truth is a pillar with many faces and actually there's many pillars but each pillar has many faces there's many different aspects to this one truth and sometimes the two can look like they totally disagree and actually truth has got a lot of body to it and there's a lot more dimensions to it than we can ever know. People even talk about five, six, seven dimensions sometimes in physics, and I love that. There's a lot of scope, there's a lot of room in my truths for interpretations, and I try not to interpret them too much. I just wanna tell you the story because everybody loves a good story. And it's a feeling of enchantment, it's walking with someone for a while, that feeling of childlike, curiosity and for some reason in my life there's always been the magic so I just want to share that magic with you today so scoot back quite a few years I can't remember how many years now maybe 10 and I'm working at the co-op it's a big old co-op store and I'm running the beds department and it's me on my own in this little beds department and it's beautiful, the staff are lovely, my managers are lovely, I'm loved, I'm taken care of, I have enough breaks, all the things that, you know, I often haven't had a lot of comfort in my work because I've worked in catering and this job was so comfortable and I was given bonuses just for doing my job, you know, I was congratulated all the time and it was just a beautiful job. It was wonderful. And there I was, sat on my chair, and there were several times in the day when there was no customers. And that was fine, because, you know, I could sneakily read a book or think, um, or just jot things down, things that have inspired me. And it was one of those days where this crazy thought kept popping into my mind, is this it? Is this my life? And I'd I'd brush it away. I'd be like, man, you've got it good here. You're cared for, you've paid enough. You know, you're you're appreciated to the max. Um, You've you've been given so much more responsibility than you've had in a long time. Like, what's wrong with you? And then this thought would bubble up again later on in the day when I was least expecting it. Is this it? Is this my life? so strange such a strange thought and it started to weigh me down but my conscious mind was happy it was strange it was like there was two parts to me and after work 
I decided to go to the library. I needed to take a book back and the library always makes me happy. I'm the crazy person that doesn't even have to open the books. I can just sit near them and it's like I can feel the stories. You know, somebody's essential oils of their life, the essence of them poured into this book, all the best bits poured into these books and I sit near them and it's like I can feel the best bits of people. I can feel the adventures, the discoveries, the curiosities, the sacrifices, the passion. You've got to have passion to write a book. And I just love sitting near it. It's like sitting near a fire for me. So if you ever see a random woman sat in a library smiling, not even reading, that's probably me. I'll always find the libraries. I'll always find the bookshops. And I just want to be there, surrounded by all these universes. Anyway, so didn't work this time. I sat near the books, I felt nothing. I felt nothing but this emptiness, this growing, gnawing emptiness that kept creeping up like this random black hole. I was like, what is wrong with me? So I, I tried to open a book, couldn't care less. Felt nothing. It's really strange really strange and my mind couldn't understand it and then I got a message through from my teacher a text my yoga teacher she's like hey just thinking of you how's life for some reason I'm thinking about you and work is everything okay let's make for a coffee in the week love ya see you later so I look at the message and I'm like is everything okay I think it is about work I don't think I'm okay I don't even know why I'm not okay. So I message her and I'm like, you know, good question. I don't know if I'm okay. Um, I feel immobilized. And uh, yeah, let's meet in the week. We'll talk. Send the message. That's it. And uh, in that moment, a man walks past. I'm guessing he was in his 60s. Um, he looked kind of Jamaican, not totally sure. And he looks at me, a random woman, sat, staring at books, not reading, just staring. And he, he simply says, he doesn't greet, he doesn't say anything normal. He goes straight for the jugular and he's like, what are you thinking? And I look at him and my first thought is, I really don't need a weirdo right now. <laughs> you know, that was my first thought, my honest, real first thought. So I swept him aside with, oh, it's been one of those days, you know, yeah. And he won't be swept aside. And he looks at me and he repeats his question. So, what are you thinking? And then something in me responds. Again, it wasn't my brain. It was something deep inside. And my voice started to speak and it said, I'm thinking I'd like to be self-employed. And my brain's going, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm thinking I'd like, to, I'd like to teach yoga. I'd like to get into Reiki. I'd like to help run retreats. I'd like to start living my passion. I want, I want to heal people, but I'm scared. And I'm, my brain's going like, what are you talking about? No, we don't. 
No, we just want a nice, comfortable job. You can do all these things as a hobby. We don't need to do this as a job. That does not sound very secure. You've had a very insecure life. We really don't want to be going down that road. I think you need to stay in your comfortable job where you get nice breaks and you can eat your superfoods and you can afford them and you don't need to worry about where the next bill is coming from. You need a roof over your head. You've had several times in your life where frankly you haven't had one of those. So really I think we just need to cut our losses and stick with what we've got. I know you've got your degree, you haven't really used it yet. You feel a little bit of a failure in that way, but that's fine because we're comfortable and everything's nice. So let's just drop this right now. That's what my brain's saying and my lips keep moving and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And my brain's like, that's because you don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. And my heart's going, yeah, we, we, we want to do this. this. This is what I want to do. And the man looks at me and he said, you, you, I assume you're doing these things. So you have a teacher, right? Are you practicing yoga? I'm like, yeah. Have you asked your teacher for help? You know, they've been where you've been at some point, And I'm pretty sure they'd be happy to help you, particularly if it's yoga. Have you asked your teacher for help? And then I remember the text. My teacher just messaged me. He didn't know that. Something about work. Well, yeah, I think it Well, I said, yeah, uh, no, I haven't asked her. Yeah, I'm sure she'd be happy to help. Thank you. And he's like, well, the other things, the Reiki and you have teachers there, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're really helpful. I just talk to them I'm sure they'll have advice and he said you don't just become self-employed overnight most people they take steps so little steps come along you know you you help out first of all and then maybe you take another little step where you start to do something for yourself maybe voluntary at first start to practice on people and then another little step where you do something one night a week and then maybe two nights a week and then before you know it it's really hard to keep the two lives going at the same time and then you take that step and before you know it you're self-employed but he said there's a lot of steps between then and and now and by the time you get to there at the further end where you feel like you want to become self-employed it's like you're bursting your skin you need to do it because the, there's that much juice inside of you that's accumulated that you need to split into being self-employed. You don't just do it from where you are now, which is completely dry. And I look at him and I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Why are you here? And Why are you talking like this? And how do you seem to know what I need more than I know what I need? So I look at him and then I think of all these angel books that I've read out of curiosity and I'm like, are you a human? Are you really there? So I don't say any of this to him. I'm thinking it and I'm looking at him. And so I ask the question, so why are you here? As in like, if he's got a feasible explanation, <laughs> or are you an angel? So he's like, oh, well, I'm just doing stuff with music. My friend, he's he needs to know copyright laws and there's a book that I know that he needs. The library's recently been moved around and it's one of those things, I can't find this book, I've been on the internet for an hour and so I know what it looks like, I just can't find it. And I'm like, yeah, he's feasible. 
he's a human. <laughs> Just an unusual one. And then this weight that totally immobilised me, that left me stuck in the library, unable to move, unable to go home, unable to read, unable to feel happy, suddenly lifted. And I said to him, thank you, I feel like I can go home now. He wouldn't have known what that meant, that he was obviously unusual enough that that was a reasonable thing to say. He's like, that's okay, I didn't really do anything. And I'm like, no, you, you really did. You really did. So I leave the library, totally like, what? What just happened? What's been happening to me all day? And what just happened with that man? What was the chances of meeting a man like that down my aisle in the library that felt like he wanted to talk? He would actually made me talk to him. And what was it in me that responded that I didn't even know about? I wasn't even conscious that any of this was going on inside of me. So I phoned my teacher uh, and I'm like, you know, you mentioned about work. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, the weirdest thing just happened. And I told her. And she said, that's amazing. And she says, do you know what? I've got a studio where I do my Reiki and my yoga. When I'm not using it, you can use it for free. Just practice on people. If you want to charge, you can. If you want to just practice, you can. Let's run a meditation group together. Like, I'd love to do that. And, uh, yeah. And then I ended up doing the superfoods on her retreats. So I started to do retreats with her. I had a yoga and a Reiki studio. Uh, I started to run meditation groups with her. Just all of this stuff came from this one man. And then it turned out that I ended up moving into her therapy house and I was living in a house with its own yoga studio. The crazy amount of rent, as in like hardly any rent at all. And it was the most incredible, life opened so many doors through meeting this man. And I ended up doing the whole yoga teacher training that that's another amazing story of destiny where my mum passed away um it was I was left bereft she was my last family member and she was my best friend and she was my protector she used to just yeah she just enfold me from the craziness of the world because she was beautiful but she was fierce and she was fun and she was so many good things in life and when she passed away I was fine spiritually but again there's this two sides to me and one side broke and my body broke I was left immobilized I had to be driven places for quite a lot of months to some extent even now and in this broken phase where I was totally powerless in a lot of ways I was still working but having to be driven to and from work and, and really broken inside this voice started speaking inside of me for two weeks all it said was take back your power and it was like telling a bird that had had its wings shredded just fly and it was impossible it felt cruel and this pressure inside built up by someone was going fly just fly and I'm like I can't even walk why are you telling me to fly this is horrible 
have I done something wrong? Have I missed the boat? Why can't I fly when you're telling me to fly? And this inner insistence is take back your power. Take back your power. And I'm like, I can't. I just can't. I don't know what you mean. And then one night, when I couldn't stand it any longer, this pressure inside had built up so much that I felt like I could hardly breathe. Literally, I felt so sad, it actually hurt to breathe. I don't know if your heart has ever been that sore, mine was. And this woman looked at me in the meditation group and she said, I can't explain it, but I just know your life's gonna change. And it's gonna change really, really, really quickly as in like really, really, really soon. And it's something to do with yoga. And the next day I went to a yoga studio I'd never been to before and I heard they did teacher training and I knew I was far too sad and broken for that. And when I met the teacher that does the teacher training, I explained to him I'd love to do your teacher training course but I'm broken, I can't. And he said, you don't need to be perfect to do this course. That's not what being a teacher is about. I want to help you to take back your power. And he said my sentence. The sentence that I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say in my whole life, ever. And I just looked at him and it was like one of those moments where everything around me fell away. All of the reasons, all of the pains, all of the brokenness, and all that was in front of me was those words and that hand that was held out, I'll help you do this. And there was a step. And all I had to do was muster up enough courage to take those hands and make that step. And I did it. And it was the most amazing, nurturing, creative, spiritual, fun, loving, community course that I have ever experienced in my life. And quite a few of us were broken in our own ways. And virtually all of us are teachers now. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, what is this place? It's called Contemporary School of Yoga. It's in Birmingham. And the teacher's called Richard William George. And if you Google it, he runs the most amazing, nurturing, healing, creative courses and he's so intuitive truly like deep deep healing happens in these places and I would recommend it to anybody I think a lot of teacher training courses would have broken the last few bits of me that were intact and this literally has got me to the point now where I'm I'm teaching I'm going into studios I'm going into gyms I'm going to be teaching at the NEC. Um, things that I just, I couldn't even catch a bus. Um, to be honest, things I even struggle with now, everyday things, and yet with the teaching, somehow I'm stepping up and I'm stepping out. Things are still really hard. I still feel those broken bones. And part of them are still broken within me, but it's like they're mending as I walk. And I'm learning over and over again, take back your power in ways that you never thought you could. And that's the reason for the story today, is that if you're facing a wall, if you feel that there's no hope, a door will open. It doesn't matter what it is, I've seen it over and over again. And don't forget, I've watched 
every single one of my family die. I'm not like one of these people that sat on some fluffy meditation cushion somewhere where no shit's happened to me. It has. It has. I've been sat in hospices. You know, I've, I've listened to the stories, I've watched them and I've lived them and I've had my heart broken so many times that I don't even think it's intact anymore. I think it's literally shattered. And I've found an expansiveness through that brokenness. I've given up putting it back together. It's got to sort itself out now. And I just trust life. I just trust that these crazy doors, these crazy steps and the right hand will appear at the right time and you can move forward and sometimes all you need to do is just keep breathing and just keep trusting and just keep finding something to smile at in the day, find a friend, just ask for help even if it's silently to the universe, to grace, to God, whatever you call this mystery and that's the hummingbird story for today the synchronicity and I'm not an unusual case this force it it flows and it works through and for everybody and I wish you love and I wish you hope and I wish you peace and if you do want to leave any feedback on the story I really appreciate it and everything will be woven into another one so keep your ear out for that